Tandem Nomad episode 73. You have to make sure to take the leap. Don't dwell on it again. You know, at some point it's important to take that decision and just take the leap, make that happen. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show for expat partners. Every new episode is launched twice a month on Tuesdays. You will find here great inspiration and tips to build your portable career and thrive with your family in your global nomadic life. Hello, Nomad Nation. This is Emel Dregi, and today it is a very special episode as I'm recording it from a plane. We are flying right now from uh, Hong Kong to Tokyo, Japan. And while talking to you, I'm looking through the windows at the clouds and the nice blue sky. So it is quite an exciting episode to record, I must say, I will, and to take you with me along in my journey. How portable can a business be more than that? It's not possible, right? So today is a special episode because I am, like I said, recording it from this plane, but also because I'm organizing a conference in Seoul, um, and I decided to bring it to you in case you can be there. So what's happening right now is that I'm flying with my whole family, my dad, my mom, my brother, his just uh, new wife that uh, they got married just yesterday and I'm flying with my husband. So we're having a family trip here, taking my mom for her 50th birthday to Tokyo as she always dreamed of doing so. So a very interesting trip that we're having together and a very international one as my parents and I, my brother are Algerians, uh, his, my brother's wife is Chinese, my husband is Austrian. So it's kind of funny in this airport to see when we're checking how confused the people are with all our passports uh, so yeah it's kind of fun trip but I thought I would take you along because what I wanted to do is to share a little bit of what's going to happen soon I'm recording this uh, episode shortly before the Tandem Nomads conference in Seoul South Korea and I thought that for those of you who could not make it, I would bring the conference to you. So I'll be summarizing here a little bit of what we will be talking about in this conference. That's called From Expat Spouse to Global Entrepreneur. If you have been in that conference, then this is such a pleasure to have you here again. I think this would be a great way to uh, refresh the topics we've covered. Uh, but if you do not want to do that, there's and make sure to tune in all the other episodes episodes where I share a lot of amazing stories and tips from expert partners around the world who share with us how they build their portable career and their portable business. But for those of you who could not make it to this conference, I will summarize and present the whole journey uh, from being an expat spouse to becoming a global entrepreneur. Basically, what I'm doing here is that I am summarizing and getting together all the information and all what I've learned myself through this podcast, Tandem Nomads, while interviewing so many amazing expert partners uh, around the world who shared with us their journey. So I will be summarizing the main points that you can benefit from all the things that have been shared with us in this episode. And then I will be sharing a bit more of information for you who want to build a portable business and some great tips for you to think about if you decide to build your own portable business. One of the things, uh, the first thing that I will be sharing uh, will be about the importance of recognizing that expat life is a great life. And I want to make sure that 
despite the fact that I will discuss a lot of the challenges. Uh-oh, let's make a pause here. <laughs> That's the great thing about being in a plane. Okay, now the announcement is finished, so I can go back to what I was saying to you. So I was uh, just saying that uh, I will be introducing the fact that expat life is a great journey. But it is important also to um, to recognize some of the challenges and identify them because I do believe that uh, I always say that um, a problem solved starts with a f- problem well defined. So I will be covering all the different challenges that expat spouses have to deal with and why is it so difficult to continue our careers at the end of the day, and what are the you know um, the feelings and and the. the, the the frustrations that some expat spouses go through. And in order to do so, I actually created a little bit of an extract from various different podcast episodes where I find that the, uh, the, the great expat partners that I interviewed have summarized so well um, some of the introduction of this topic of being an expat spouse. So um, here we go. I'm going to share it with you now and then I'm going to dissect it with you a little bit later on all those challenges that we have to think about and what I've discovered along the journey while uh, growing with Tandem Nomads podcast episodes. Okay, so let's have a listen here to uh, this uh, extract that I prepared for you that I think summarizes quite well what it is to be an expat partner. Being a diplomatic spouse takes you from one place to another and you have to stand on your feet right away, mm-hmm. running. And um, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun going from one place to another for me, the most exciting part is to reinvent yourself. And um, while, while it is very rewarding, it's very hard to say, I won't do what really makes me tick because my husband needs to do what makes him tick. I can, I can honestly say that there are very few people that, have, that can stay conscious while you're raising children and getting married and moving from country to country, uh, that all of us have not forgotten at some point Mm -hmm. to take care of ourselves or to put ourselves uh, up first. The more you take care of yourself, the more things fall into place all around you. Oh my God, what have you been doing all day? Which I know is often a question that uh, expat partners get get frustrated with um, because they know they've been working really hard all day, um, even though they don't have an income. Um, what it's going to do for your life, your career, your kids, whatever. Um, but really thinking about that ahead of time and doing your research so that you understand what you're getting into. And, you know, in terms of fulfillment for expat partners, um, you know, don't just think about this move. Um, If you're thinking about moving abroad for three years, don't just think about that move. Think and talk about what comes next. Because for a lot of people, one move leads to another move. And, you know, while you intend to, if you intend to, say, take some time out of the workplace, um, at the end of three years or five years, if you haven't talked about it, then you're in a position where you don't have 
a source of income. You don't have a career. So the next move becomes almost a self-fulfilling thing. I would like to say that it's love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't want a long distance, you know, a relation. I wanted to to go with him. Mm-hmm. And it was for me also an opportunity to, okay, let's try it. Let's go to Italy. Um, so I was quite confident. I was letting down some projects of mine and uh, some dreams, maybe. But it was for one year. But you never know. Don't rush about finding a job. Know before what you want. Sometimes it's just realizing that you are not from scratch. You have already a lot of tools in your luggage. Spend time to define what you want. Some people are yeah, very uh, traditional, as you say. Yeah? The male part should be the strong one. Come on, what's the deal? You can still be the strong one yeah? if you find uh, a decision uh, together with your partner. You can still be a strong personality especially you need the network these conversations and uh support from others also from my wife especially from my wife look what are your talents what are your hobbies and uh, look for some other freaks and you will immediately get connected i remember sitting in cairo two weeks after my fourth child was born and i was so restless and i thought here i have this gorgeous baby on my lap and why am I restless? And it was about career. And I never, I never anticipated that. Sometimes I think we have to kind of take a step back. And that's one thing I would probably really want to communicate to new expatriates. Is be really aware of your surroundings, of how you're developing as a person in the midst of this. There's no such thing as an expat spouse who is dependent and the guy is free. No, this is a team deal. And when you move abroad and you're married or you have a family, the entire family moves and there's an interdependency. There are people have a really guilty feeling about that because Mm -hmm. they're like, why I should be happy. You know, I don't have any needs. I, all my wishes are fulfilled for security. Um, I'm living this adventure. And even if they have kids, they feel worse because it's like, saying just being at home with the kids isn't enough. You can't say that in public without getting in trouble, right? But yeah. they feel something inside which says, ah, I want something more. So it's not like, you know, it's his fault. He's not seeing it. You need to take ownership for yourself and you need to create your own happiness. Yeah. And if your partner isn't on board with that, you need to get really clear on what you need and, and have an honest, authentic conversation about how to get those needs met. I'm pretty sure that you must identify with a lot of different pieces of this extract. But what are we going to do now? I'm, uh, basically, there are going to be four parts into this conference that I'm also uh, sharing with you in this episode. I'm going to start with sharing the challenges, uh, the, dissecting them, explaining them. Like I said, I think it's important to define what are the challenges. Then I will talk about the importance about uh, being strategic about these challenges and how to make sure to not fall into some of the traps of some ta- some that some expats fall into and um, the fact that it is a journey that needs to plan to be planned so I'm going to share with you some tips on how to plan this journey in order to make uh, to put the best chances on your side to build a great life and a great career for yourself and also enjoy this journey with your family then the third part we will talk about 
the reinvention journey. How did all these expert partners that I interviewed manage to reinvent themselves and some of the tips that can help you do so if you need to reinvent yourself too? And finally, the fourth part will be about sharing some great practical tools about what it is to build a portable business and what do you have to think of if you are thinking of starting your own business and taking it with you while moving from a country to another. And I have to say, I'm talking to you right now. I'm looking at the sky and I can't believe I'm doing this with you, but so much fun. Okay, so let me start now with the challenges. What I want to share about the challenge of the expert partners is that there's one thing that I think uh, it's interesting to analyze is the fact that the times have changed and our expat lives are much easier than any other time before thanks to internet. Um, I've read this book, uh, one of my first books about expat life was called uh, Diplomatic Baggage, um, The Adventures of a Trailing Spouse and it was kind of interesting to see how the isolation was one of the biggest challenge of the expat spouse more than career or anything else because it's because it was in the 70s and the 60s it was kind of normal for any woman to to not work and take care of the of the kids and stay at home that was not part of the needs of of the spouses to build something for themselves so um, it's interesting to see how the needs have evolved uh, some of the issues of the expats before have been solved like for instance the isolation one of that was one of the tip, the typical challenge that a lot of spouses had to deal with especially if they went to remote countries uh, far from home so nowadays the women are much uh, higher uh, have a higher level education They've, most of them started working uh, before getting married and also work well and after raise while they raise the kids so it's kind of interesting i just thought to to highlight this part that this fact that the needs have evolved of women in general because 80% of women uh, of expat partners are women so what's happening nowadays we have less issues with communication but we have more issues with careers so why is it a problem for expat partners to travel the world with their partners and continue their careers well the first one is I have to say the whole administrative and dual career issue comes from the fact that a lot of um, as an expert partners we get certain visas and the first issue that a lot of expert partners stumble with is the fact that they don't have a work permit that's already a first barrier uh, there's also the fact that a lot of uh, licenses and masters are not recognized in other countries there's also the market experience it's one thing um, you know even if you have the work permit it's another thing to know how the industry works how the market works so a lot of um, challenges can come from there from the fact that you know uh, you can have the best experience back home but it might not be um, appreciated when you come to a foreign country because uh, the knowledge of the market is very different and not to add on top of that the language issue that comes in and I have to say also a lot of expert partners end up having kids and decide to focus on those kids and then Um, it's kind of hard to go back to the work market. But I have to say that this issue is an issue that's common to a lot of women in general, uh, not just expats. So that's the first thing uh, that I would like to highlight, uh, the whole administrative issues that cause this dual career um, challenge. Uh, the other challenge that, that this leads to, I have to say, I've talked to so many expat partners around the world and we cannot 
you know, um, dismiss the marital stress. There are a lot of couples that go through a lot of tensions uh, because of the consequences of this life. So I've seen a lot of expat partners who have a certain resentment towards their partners for having given up their careers. That's something that we do not have to underestimate. It's a reality. Uh, the financial dependence is also a big issue. The fact that a lot of uh, expert partners like us used to earn our own money, be independent, and suddenly this is all gone. So uh, it takes a lot of adjustments uh, as a couple, as, as an individual also, to accept that fact that um, suddenly we're no longer completely independent. And uh, I've seen a lot of young couples and young expert partners struggle with the fact that they have to ask money to be able to purchase whatever they want. And I think that we'll talk about it later on, but that's really a mindset that needs to change that yeah once we go into this journey we're a team and it's not my money or your money it should be our money but it's not like this in every couple so it's important to be able to to realize that and if you're struggling with that issue um, you might want to think about it how can you have that conversation with your partner uh, to make sure that you do not feel like you're completely dependent financially but it's more your team's um, your, your, your partnership's uh, income that, that you're using and not just your partner's income. Uh, I've seen also a lot of expert partners that had some issues relating to the status. Um, the status that they have as being a spouse, usually abroad. You know, you're just simply the spouse who follows and, and usually I sell it with myself. I have to say, when I moved to Iran for the first time, I was this... Um, the, the coincidence was that I met my husband in the country where my parents were used to be posted. So when I quit my career and, and joined my husband in Iran, everybody would introduce me as Michael's wife or my parents' daughter, but barely with my name. So this is also something, you know, this whole identity thing that uh, being an expert partner can generate this little challenge that we have to be aware of and take care of before we even start thinking of career. I think it's important to be comfortable with this status and and know how to deal with it. What happens also, I have to say, is that there's a lot of expat partners that start this journey with a positive outlook, and I think this is the way it should be. We should be positive about this great chance we have to travel the world, um, but we also have to be realistic. And what happens is that I've seen uh, and I've discussed it with a lot of expert partners who told me the first years were great. It was this amazing chance to be able to travel. So the first years we're enjoying it, we're visiting, we're exploring. It's so much fun. But year after year, we realize, is that it? Is it what my life is going to be? So um, if, if we haven't tackled the career issue early enough, there is a chance that at some point we question the purpose what is my life about? What is my purpose in life? So I've seen a lot of expert partners dealing with this issue once they reach a couple of years ahead um, after starting this journey. So most of the time, most expert partners start the journey in a very positive way. But it's, it's more like after five to six years that these questions start coming up. And what happens in some worst cases is that there is an identity loss that happens a lot of uh, I've met a lot of expert partners that did um, tell me that that they did lose self-confidence and self-esteem but also lost a huge um, the huge challenge for them was to know who they were in all of this because uh, they enjoyed their tr- 
they enjoy the journey, but they don't know what's what's their their purpose in this. So these are this is like a little bit of a spotlight on some of the challenges that came up with all the conversations and interviews I had on the podcast. Um, I know that from a person or another, we can all have different challenges, but um, I wonder if you have uh, identified some challenges that I didn't mention. It would be interesting to share with me in the comment section of this web or the web page of this episode. I would love to hear what are the challenges you have to deal you had to deal with. There's also the whole all the the kids challenges, of course, how to raise your kids abroad, and that's a big focus. Uh, but it's a, one of the biggest issues is that the expert partners decide to focus on their kids' education, and along the way, um, they also end up forgetting who they are. Like uh, in the extract, it was mentioned. So, so a lot of these things have to be tackled, have to be taken care of. And this is why it's very important for me to talk about these issues. Although expat life is great, it's important to identify these issues in order to take care of them and make sure that it does not happen. As I say, to solve a problem, the best way is to anticipate it and think about it. So this is why I think it's important to tackle this expat life by being strategic and planning. And that's one of the biggest part of this uh, podcast. Uh, We insist in every episode on all the aspects about how to plan your journey abroad and I'm going to do this with you now um, share with you some tips for the second part that I will, um, of this, epi- of this uh, episode how to be strategic and plan your journey abroad and especially if you want to build a career but even if you do not want to build a portable career that there are some things you need to think about so before I start dissecting these strategic tips, here is a compilation with some of the great extracts that I find summarize it quite well. So here it is. Listen carefully. For me, expat life is, is this fantastic, incredible journey, but it's real life and it can get messy. And so for me, the more empowered and informed and in control you are, both as individuals and as a household, the the better this journey will be. Any partner who goes on an assignment will tell you that it definitely it does not involve giving up work. <laughs> it give, you give up a salary and benefits, but not work. If you're a trailing spouse, you're not working, how much you should be involved in managing your household finances. I personally don't think it has to do with Um, if you're working or not, it's just everybody or every couple is on a spectrum of completely enjoying their finances or completely separate their finances. There is a commitment. And if you commit to being together, I think it should be reflected in your finances. The first thing, no matter what kind of assignment you're going on uh, and no matter what level of allowances your employer is offering, I think the most important thing to ask for or to know if you're receiving is tax preparation services. And I mean, tax has the distinction of being the most complex and the mundane aspect of an assignment for most people. Um, And they can be dependent on um, their spouse's visa. If their relationship breaks down, you might find that in the worst case scenario, their partner stops their visa. They haven't got a right to have a visa in their own right. They could potentially be kicked out of that particular country but of course they may not be able to bring their children with them that's a a very extreme scenario so it's important to know these sorts of things before you move or if things aren't going well when you have moved taking some advice quickly it may never have to be used but at least if you know that in the back of your mind 
you can feel like it's in your back pocket should you need it uh, and an alarm bell will ring when you hear a certain thing um, and you'll be better prepared than you would otherwise be you know it is amazing how I thought that I knew it all before I even started this podcast and I myself have learned so much from these guests that came on the show and I decided to summarize some of the major important information to know and there are three of them the first one when you move abroad with your family make sure that you know your rights and your obligations and your duties make sure to know what kind of status does your marriage have abroad make sure that you know what it's the family law we had a huge episode a whole episode uh, about um, the implications of divorce for instance which is very important things happen expat life is real life and it can go south so if you do not know in advance your rights and your duties you can end up in very difficult situations like you've heard from the lawyer uh, lucy greenwood um in terms of taxes also in terms of banking here's another thing that happens a lot with expats passes even if they have a very balanced relationship uh in some countries you cannot have a bank account if you do not have um if you have a dependent spouse visa so here is another thing that can really make you feel completely dependent and if you don't have a real way to plan it and make sure to not fall into that trap if you don't know about it in advance you can't do anything about it so make sure that you know about all the administrative and legal aspects for you and the consequences that for you uh, as an expert partner when you move abroad there are some heavy consequences for example like I said not being able to open your own bank account not having a social security actually when you leave I've heard some spouses leaving their home countries and losing all their rights for retirement and social security uh, this is something you want to think about uh, in terms of uh, employment also uh, I even heard of some cases where you can't even have a phone at your name so think about this the first thing to know about how to, to be strategic and, and planning your journey abroad is to make sure to make your research about your marriage, your family, your taxes, your financial uh, implications and the legal aspects of it. The second one, in order to be strategic and plan your life abroad, make sure to know and define your goals. Your goals as an individual, your goals as a couple, and your goals as a family. And if your goals are not clear, there's no way you're going to be able to be uh, to make the right decisions. So make sure to work on those goals and have that conversation with your partner. That's super, super important. I cannot believe that there are so many couples who can go abroad and do not ever have this conversation about what are their values and what are their goals together on the long term. And this is it. That's exactly the thing. Expat life is all about short-term about short-term um, assignments but one short-term assignment after the other here you go your lifetime has passed and sometimes it's just too late to change certain strategic things like on the financial aspect etc so make sure to have that conversation and define your goals the thing about your goals is that um, they can evolve i'm not saying that your goals should be written on stone but you need to work on them and be very very um Uh, how to say, uh, aware and proactive and conscious about the fact that you need to know what you want from your partner, what you want from this life, what do you want from your, from your career, what do you want for yourself, what do you want for your kids. Very important question to sit down and, th and talk about it. And if you can't do it by yourself, use the help of coaches, use the help of friends who might be talented for, uh, psychologists. Make sure to work on that. Very important. I can't insist on it enough. 
Um, and the third thing about being strategic and planning your journey is to make sure that you create your safety net. And uh, that's an, uh, I have an amazing episode with Rachel Yates on the Tandem Nomads. If you type on the search bar of Rachel Yates um, about how to, to create your safety nets, that's very important. So what is your safety net? That's another thing about expats. You know, we, we, most of them have really good income and, and it's a quite comfortable financially But the spouses are usually very vulnerable financially. It's not because the household um, is quite comfortable that the spouse is not. And uh, this is where comes the legal aspect, but also the financial one. So make sure that you have had a conversation on your savings, on your retirement plan, on your real estate, estate plan. Make sure that you have a will. Make sure that you're included in the will. I did realize that for from a country to another, that's not automatic uh, that you are included in the will if something happens. So there are some spouses who end up with nothing after a divorce or if something happens to their partner. So make sure to create that safety net because it's not only important for you, it's also important for your family and if you have kids to know that you're secure if something happens. Again, like Rachel Aid said, uh, expat life, it's real life. Uh, it's a great journey, but it can also have consequences. So you need to plan for it uh, like any other life, um, even if you're not an expat. So make sure to work on your safety net. Of course, we can't plan everything, but uh, it is important to take the time to go through those different parts of the financial parts to make sure that you're covered if something happens. So in, your, in order to do that, you need to make your research, number one. Number two, you have to have that conversation with your partner. And number three, you have to see what's working, what's missing, what's not covered, and what can you do uh, to cover as much as you can your backup plan in case things go wrong for you in order to make sure that you can have your safety net administratively and financially. Uh, in order to be secure along this journey. So think about it carefully. And for instance, I would invite you to talk to your banker and ask, um, depending on what kind of account you have, if you have a common account, do you have access to that account? Something happens to your husband. Can your husband take your partner, take a decision without your approval? These are things that you have to make research about. Okay, I think I've been quite clear about it, but uh, there's a whole episode with we talk about it in details, Rachel Yates, so make sure to listen to that one. Okay, so now we've covered that part about how to create your safety net and how to make sure that you are strategic and you plan your journey and not let just life go go away without you knowing exactly what are your rights and 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 what is your financial situation very important to be proactive about it okay so now that we covered all the and identified all the challenges and how to plan and be strategic about your expert life now it is time to take care of you particularly in your reinvention uh, journey and this is one of the most interesting parts, I believe, in, in the, all the interviews that I had in Tandem Nomads is all these different ways that, the, that uh, our great guests have shared uh, how they managed to reinvent themselves. Because it is hard to continue our careers as we've planned it initially before we moved abroad. So at most of the expert partners that I've interviewed, I would say 90% 
uh, had to reinvent their path and their career in order to be able to build that portable career and that portable business. So how do we do that? How do we reinvent ourselves? In order to tackle this point, I'm going to share with you another extract now, and then I'll dissect it with you. Here it is. Okay, so when you don't know what to do with your life and your career, that is a dangerous place because most people think, well, I don't know yet, so I'll wait until I find out. Or um, I don't know yet, so maybe that means I can't do it. Instead of waiting, I think people need to get started on um, tackling that. And here's one thing that I think people do wrong. I think people say, what could I do? Instead of saying, what do I want to do? Finding your passion is another very important one. You have to find out what it is you love to do. Because how else are you going to survive with moving from country to country, losing your clients, having to start again, being anonymous again, having to ask questions again, being lost again? How can you cope with that if you don't do something you love? While being exposed pause, uh, I found out it's not that I have um, the, the formula, but I think it should go through everybody's mind. If your expertise or your experience is not really needed in this new country, then try to improve yourself or get better follower course or a webinar or do self-study or, I don't know, tailor-made your offering to the new conditions. Be a chameleon. And that's what I did, actually. And I agreed to that knee jerk. It didn't even occur to me to ask myself the question of how do you as a young adult woman want to craft your life? This huge and very, 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 very hard to get my head around for a while revelation that If you sit around waiting for someone to give you permission to be who you are or who you say you are, you might be waiting your whole darn life. Okay, so here is my first tip that I really want to insist on when you start working on reinventing your journey. Don't do this alone. Here's the thing. What happens is that if you start doing it by yourself, of course, there's a huge idea personal part in the reinvention but what's going to happen is that you might end up dwelling and 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 turning in circles while trying to find answers to your questions about how to reinvent yourself so make sure to surround yourself with either your partner make it uh make him um include him in this part include him in his journey share with him what you're going through and your needs and how you want to invent your journey. Um, uh, choose the right friends, those who understand what you're going through to share your journey with them. Not with those who don't get it because they can be more frustrating than anything else uh, when we have friends back home who don't understand what it is to have to reinvent ourselves. But make sure to choose the right friends and the right family members who could help you. And what I would do is also invest in yourself. This is something very important and I'll keep repeating it. Invest in yourself. Get a coach. Get a psychologist. Get a group. Um, uh, anything that can help you go through, go through this journey and, um, you know, compare your thoughts and and uh, compare notes with other expats, partners. That's also something that I would highly recommend. Share your journey with other expat partners that are going through the same thing. I, I, I'm very surprised when I go in different expat um, 
platforms in in different countries how little expat partners share their frustrations together they do meet a lot they do a lot of activities together but really share their career issues together so share it with uh, other expat partners and you know that you have the tandem nomads facebook group so join us if you're not already there to make that conversation and happen and surround yourself with some tips and 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 share that journey so don't do this alone and uh, make sure to surround yourself while working on your reinvention with the right people and invest in the people who can help you professionally too the second tip is uh, about you know the importance of also investing in growing as a person as a professional investing in your skills and knowing your passions this is super important spend the time to know what is your special skills what are you so good at that's a question i always ask my clients when i help expat partners build their portable business the first session is about deciding where what are those special skills that you're going to be able to grow that portable business on so define those skills define those passions and keep growing keep growing by volunteering by getting trainings and stay curious and keep learning there's no successful professionals in the world even those who are not expats and who manage to grow a career in one place that manage to grow without investing in themselves and continuously investing in growing their skills the ones they 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 started and build up on it or even start learning whole total new skills so make that effort in figuring that out what are your skills what are the things you do very naturally what are the things you need to learn and what are your passions that will keep you awake and motivated despite the ups and downs of this reinvention journey because it is not an easy journey and you're going to need to be very motivated to go through it so that was the second thing about reinvention build up your skills and passions and invest in yourselves finally for your reinvention journey you have to make sure to take the leap don't dwell on it again you know at some point it's important to take that decision and just take the leap make that happen so identify the source of your doubts if you realize that you're not taking any actions but then don't make excuses don't keep postponing because you have to move in three months and six months oh next year i have to move oh in six months i have to move it does not matter you have to build that continuity you have to be very strict about investing time despite the hecticness of expat life despite the fact that you have kids um, make sure to at least have an hour for yourself maybe once a week once a month for that um, make that to make that reinvention happen so if it's too hectic um, just create a plan with baby steps it doesn't have to be all at once break down your plan break down what is your goal with your career and what you want to do when you reinvent yourself and break it down in baby steps and just do it make it happen so define if If you know what you want to do, don't dwell on it, define it precisely, and then start. Like I always say, start first and then perfect later. So three things about the reinvention journey. One, don't do this alone. Two, invest in your skills and your passions. Three, do not make excuses and take the leap. Okay, now that we've covered all of this, I'm going to share with you. So my favorite part is how to build a portable business because I believe that that's the best way to do it. Um, it's it's 
it's kind of great that some people manage to continue a traditional career while moving from a country to another, but it's very rare. And I believe that entrepreneurship is the answer to our issue as expat partners to build a portable career. So the best way to do it is to build a portable business. And I'm going to share with you how to do it. Well, it seems to be time right now to land. I'm not going to be able to finish this fourth part in the plane. So stay tuned for the next episode where I will share with you how to build a portable business. As you can hear, it's time to buckle up our seatbelts. It was so much fun to fly with you in this plane between Hong Kong and Tokyo and share with you these tips about how to identify your challenges, plan and reinvent your journey. And please do not hesitate to share this episode if you found it useful share with me your feedback and leave a comment i would love to hear from you so nomad nation that was really a lot of fun traveling with you stay tuned for the next episode on how to build your portable business and turn your challenges into great opportunities